0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Snack Podcast, your weekly advertising and design snack. I'm your host, Helena, and today we're going to talk about someone who is a raw model for me, not just because she's a woman, but because she is the first woman president of an advertising agency and the first woman CEO of a company on the New York Stock Exchange. Before I tell you who I'm talking about, I want to thank Banner Snack for making this podcast happen. If you want to create some awesome animated and static banners, they are your go-to guys. Now, back to our awesome episode. So as I said, we're going to talk about a truly remarkable woman, Mary Wells Lawrence, born on May 25th, 1928, in Ohio, United States. She is the founder, chairman, CEO, and president of Wells Rich Green. She is not just the first CEO of a company on the New York Stock Exchange, she was also a reason why young men and women started doing advertising. They all wanted to be like Mary. As a lot of good advertisers, Mary didn't study marketing or advertising in college. Instead, she studied acting for a year at the Neighborhood Playhouse School and then switched to Carnegie Institute of Technology in Pittsburgh. After almost five years, on December 28, 1949, she became Miss Wells marrying Burt Wells. As anyone who wanted to be someone in the advertising agency, they moved to New York where she started humbly working in department stores before getting a job at Macy's as a fashion advertising manager. However, this didn't last very long. In 1953, she took a position as writer and copy group head at McCann Erickson, working on retail-oriented accounts, including the International Silver Co. and zipper marketer Talon Inc. After a trip to Europe, where she decided whether to continue doing advertising or not, she started working at Doyle Dane Burnback, where her career in advertising started to take off. Her first iconic ad was for French tourist office. The text said, think you've seen France? Think again. The photo was a classic Eric Elliott depicting a man in a beret with a little boy behind him pedaling a bike down the road with their backpacks facing us. Tied to the rear of the bike are two long skinny baguettes. In 1964, Mary felt like she didn't have enough creative freedom at DDB, so she started working at Jack Tinker and Partners. The $60,000 salary was also a reason why she joined Jack Tinker & Partners. Her first awarded ad was the No Matter What Shape Your Stomach's In campaign, which won a Clio Award. On this particular campaign, she worked with Dick Rich and Stuart Green. The commercials utilized a song called No Matter What Shape Your Stomach's In, a different version of which was recorded by the T-Bones and was released as a single, which became a hit in 1966. The ads were unique in the fact that they featured only the mid-sections, no faces of people, of all shapes and sizes. 1967 was an important year for Mary. Although she had just divorced Bert a year before, her career was booming. With a little bit of help and some operating money from the chemical bank, Wells Rich Green Incorporated started its activity with offices at the Gotham Hotel. This is a huge step for Mary. I quote, I let loose the bear. When I had my chance, everything that I was and everything I'd learned came together in Wells Rich Green and made theater out of the advertising business. My way of running an agency was as if it were a motion picture company with a lot of productions happening at one time. I was the director, but sometimes I was the star. The thing is, she views things differently. She didn't want to have just another plain advertising agency. She wanted a heroic agency. In her words... I wanted a heroic agency. I dared everybody to be bold, to be thrilling, and I dared our clients to be bold and thrilling as well. I kept saying that our goal was to have a big breakthrough ideas. Not just to do good advertising. I wanted to create miracles. This wasn't the only big thing that happened to her in that period of time. She married her former brain of International Airways President Harding Lawrence in Paris. Braniff International Airways was also one of Mary's clients. In fact, that's how she and Harding met and got to know each other. However, their marriage was considered as a potential conflict of interest, so the agency resigned the $7 million Braniff account to avoid potential charges. The airline wasn't the only big client they had, so they still made money. Like, a lot of money. By the end of 1967, WRG was billing $30 million. Some of the agency's clients included American Motors, Cadbury Schweppes, IBM, Procter & Gamble, RC Cola, and believe it or not, the New York State. In some of our previous episodes, we talked about a designer who worked with the New York State, and the cool thing is that they worked together on the exact same project. Milton Glaser was the designer who created the famous I Love New York logo, but Wells Rich Green was the agency who developed the campaign. The campaign was a huge success. Glaser and Mary worked together to create something truly remarkable. If you want to learn more about that campaign, the link is in the description with the Milton Glaser episode. Mary Wells Lawrence retired in 1990 at the age of 62, and she sold 40% of Wells Rich Green to BDDP. Later on, Mary was named to the Advertising Hall of Fame by the American Advertising Federation. And that's all for today, guys. Thank you a lot for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's advertising snack. Please let us know in the comments who your favorite designer is or marketer, and I assure you that we will talk about him. Till next time, keep being awesome.